ask and you shall be it shall be given unto you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be optioned unto you all right ask and it shall be given seek and you shall find knock and it shall be given opened unto you so he speaks about three different things here now if not you will have used the same words ask is a totally different word from seeking and seeking is a totally different word from knocking there are three different activities jesus described here so he starts out by saying ask and it shall be given now so when you go to god in prayer and you ask for something what does it mean by it's given unto you it means that god answered your prayer and gave you that thing but god is a spirit how does he give it the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from the Father of lights. He gives it in the form of light. So what happens is you go to God in prayer and he reveals something to you from the scriptures and the word of God enters into you concerning it and you know on the inside of yourself by the entry of that word into your heart that it has been given unto you. Bible says faith is the title deed that what you once fondly and hoped for is finally yours. A title deed, that's one translation. A title deed is a written document that transfers from a, a person who is in authority who owns a particular thing, let's say piece of land, who transfers the ownership through that written document to the person who receives it and a title deed is more powerful evidence than even the physical existence of that thing what do i mean if there is a piece of land that i really like and it's across and every time i drive out i like that land and it's massive and it's very expensive and I say, I love this land, I love this land, I love this land. So one day I come home and I tell my wife, I say, listen to me, I have that land, it's now mine. Oh, she says, you're joking. I mean, how can you, you went out in the morning and you're back and you say it's yours. I say, well, follow me, let's get into the car. And let's go to the land, I'll walk around the land. She'll say, what do you mean by you walk around the land? Anybody can walk around the land. What will be proof of ownership? I open up my briefcase, bring out a document, we call Siovo here, title deed. All right, and that title did there. All right, right transfers ownership of that particular thing, and my name is written there, which means immediately she reads that document. She says, "Praise the Lord, the thing belongs to you." Now we don't have to go to the place physically, but we have what is called the title deed. That's the substance of what you're hoping for. So what God gives when we pray, Bible says he gives it in the form of light. So he gives the title deed. All right? And gives you the title deed, which means he shows you where it is written concerning that thing you are praying about, where he transfers ownership onto you. And what you do is you can read those scriptures out every single day and it awakens faith and rekindles faith in the process. He said, remember thy word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This has been my comfort for thy word. So every time you read it, it gives a reassurance that is yours. That's the title deed. So he has given. He now said, whatever I've given, go and seek for it. 
Go and find out the steps that you ought to take so that what I have given you in the spirit realm will be translated into the physical realm. Find out. Now, here's where we're failing. All right? In other words, from it is written to it is done. Or we have it. And it takes, we've seen this, you need teachers to come in where you hear, this is the way. If there's that frustration, it's because the teachers are in a corner. So when he says seek, he's talking about the wisdom you need. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. The know-how. And the minute you discover that, he says knock, implement it, and results will begin to come. Anything you've discovered and you've taken delivery of by intense search, and let me tell you this, whatever you have received into, now if you don't have something, you can never find the information on the outside to make it happen. It is to him that has, it shall be given. Let me say that again. It is to him that already has that it's given. It's when there is an assurance that something is in existence, that's where there is that determination to concentrate and give attention to it until you find it. So, the entrance of God's word that comes into you gives light. But outside of that, it gives understanding to the simple. In other words, through that light that that word, that title did enter, it will give you, all right, understanding. It will make you understand. So, that light on the inside of yourself, that word, you know, the scripture says, in his light shall we see light, or through his light we see light. So it's by that light, that assurance within, we are going to discover, as you go out there and seek for it, you are going to discover what you need to do in order for that particular thing to happen. Now, men don't do that. They just sit down, and all they're doing is hoping that that thing happens. They may even prophesy it and sit down. They prophesy it and sit down. And they are hoping that it will happen. But once you see, and this knowledge comes, the knowledge of his wisdom, then you arise and go and implement it. Because that light has come, you implement it, and then the results begin to show. So, the first thing is we ask, he gives, in form of light, then please, when he says, go and seek, go and search. And you are praying there, God, let my teachers come out. We say this. From the corners where they are hidden, the books that I will need. And as the teachers begin to appear, because you are a student now. And as the books begin to come. Then by the light. Now, you cannot be taught into something you have not received a mandate from god that it will happen in your life now i'm talking spiritual here so you must have the title deed you even for you to understand and gain the insight when you are being taught so when you are being taught because you have light on the inside of yourself from god for that particular thing you will have insight to know exactly what to do So what do you do here? It's just like somebody 
who says, well, I'm praying for the growth and development of my church. Let me just give this. Or business. I'm, I'm praying. And then he gets a prophetic word, as we say, and the light enters into him. You will break forth on the left and on the right. Your seed will inherit. Powerful. And it exploded in his spirit. Now, what most people do is they just start confessing that and waiting. And they wait after some time they get tired. Now, he says, take that. Go and seek for it. Pray, God. Send the teachers that will show me what I ought to do for me to have this growth and this development as described in this scripture. And then you put the scripture in your mouth and you are confessing it. So there's certainty in your heart as you are pursuing after that knowledge. Pray out the books wherever they are on the earth. That somebody will walk up to you and hand you a book. That somebody will come into your space and give you a book. Or somebody will arise and, and get into your life and will be able to help you in that particular area to become more effective or you read something. Maybe on the internet. And, 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 and you connected with this particular uh, website. And as you are reading it, all the information there was just setting up light bulbs as to what you can do practically to make that particular thing happen. Quickly, let's look at this. All right? Now, without this in one's life, this teaching stuff here, absolutely no way, no way you can, you can live a full life. Proverbs chapter 5. It tells us, verse 9, Lest thou give thy honor unto others, and thy years to the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with your wealth. Strangers have your wealth. And your labors be in a house of a stranger. So he's talking about spending your years in cruelty, working there your honor is with other people strangers are filled with your wealth your labors are in the house of a stranger and he says and thou mourn at last when your flesh and body are consumed that means at your older age where you don't have strength again to run around and do things and you are now in regret that's what mourning means that all of your labors are in the house of a stranger and uh, you know and your your wealth is in the house of strangers and when he says when you are mourning about it what are you going to say to yourself he says and say how have i hated instruction and my heart despised reproof and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers nor incline my ear to those that instructed me. Says every regret in life will come as a result of not listening to those God raised to teach. People will see that at the end of their life and talk about mistakes. It's going to be they didn't listen. It's going to be they didn't make themselves available. They didn't understand that they were students. They didn't go out there to search for this practical insight. Pride came into it. And that's what pride produces. So Jesus will minister through joints. So everything is bringing into your life. There will be some relationship through which it's going to come. Or bands or a group. As, as the Bible says, Peter and John, they went back to their company or their band. And they received 
a new level of ministry from the prayer of their company. They had a band. They had that network. That's how they were receiving power from on high into their lives and into their space. So I'm saying it's very important that you pray and try out that all these promises that I have that I've been confessing, that I pray, because or else sometimes you start getting discouraged. I pray and I see inside the word of God, now I need teachers, practical teachers, who will change my belief system, who will show me the areas where I, I wasn't doing it right, who will show me the strategies. I mean, David prayed, he got judgment from God when they came in Ziglag and took all their wives and took their children and burnt everything. He prayed, he got judgment. He got the mandate from God. But as he went out, there was an Egyptian slave lying there. And it was that Egyptian slave that taught David. Casualty free victory. Why did he come? Because that Egyptian slave said, I will show you how to enter into that house. I will show you how to get it done. So you need, when you are believing God for things, have your Bible and have books related to that thing. Or have pages on the internet that are related to that thing. Or if you have somebody you can talk to. Alright? But understand that the onus is on you to discover is not on what the person just says, but it's because you have light and a mandate that you will have insight into it. So 20 people can sit down under the same teacher and one person has 10 times more understanding. And that comes through your attitude and the consciousness. You know when Jesus spoke about building your house on the rock, he said somebody, he, he talked about in three different, two different scriptures. One he said, uh, the, uh, He that cometh unto me and heareth my sayings and doeth them. The second he says, He that heareth my sayings and doeth them not. That man didn't come. In other words, there was no intention. He didn't go there intentionally. He, you, you have to seek out your teachers intentionally. You have to look for books intentionally. For the purpose of resolving things within your life. Not just for reading, reading sake, but resolving issues that are confronting you now. Read your way out of those things. Get the mandate from God in prayer. Declare it. Receive grace and read your way out or learn your way out of that particular thing. Let me put up this again. It says this, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 22. It says, without cancel, purposes are disappointed. Cancel. Which means you already have the purpose. You, you, you already know what you want to achieve. But it says, without cancel, purposes are defeated, are disappointed. But in a multitude of counselors, they are established. So read wide. Get from various, read what various people have said about that thing. Proverbs here 19 and verse 20. It says, Hear counsel and receive instruction 
that thou mayest be wise in your latter end. Then finally on this Proverbs 11 and verse 14, where no counsel is the people fall. Where no counsel is, the people fall. See people that fall and fail, void of counsel. You may know what God wants you to do, but you have to know how he wants you to do it. And that how he wants you to do it, many a times it comes from people that he brings in to teach you how to get it done. Finally, I want to look at something in Numbers chapter 10. And then today we'll just spend five, about three minutes praying as we bring this to an end. Numbers and chapter 10. And verse 28. Now here were the children of Israel. They were going there. Moses had received a mandate from God. Moses received a terrific mandate from God. And that mandate proven by the pattern of the Red Sea. But he was the meekest man on the surface of the earth. Teachable spirit. And the Bible says, Thus were the journeys of the children of Israel according to their armies when they set forward. Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Raguel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law. So he said to his brother-in-law, that's literally what it is, Hobab, we are journeying into a place which the Lord has said I will give unto you. Come with us, and we will do thee good. For the Lord has spoken good concerning Israel. So they had God's word, or what you say, the title deed. And he said unto him, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and to my kindred. And Moses held and said, Leave us not, I pray thee, for as much as thou knowest how we ought to encamp in the wilderness, that thou mayest be unto us instead of eyes. Now, let me show something here. So, if you can see this, alright? Okay. So, somebody... This is what happens most of the time in our life. If you can see this, we start on a journey and we're going, we're going, and we get here. Okay? We get to this point. And at this point, we actually don't know what to do. We are stuck at this very point. We don't know what to do. And we're confused. Now, you can just start going around in circles, circles, and spend seven years. And then finally, you somehow stumbled on something. And then you continued your journey and then got to another point and you go again. This could be 10 years. All right? Somebody else goes here. He understands quickly. I'm stuck. I need light. So he prays to God, send teachers, send books. The books come. He spends six months studying. He arrives at the light. Pam. He's here, spends three months studying. Pam. You have here 17 years. He is here 18 months. Now, those are strong-willed people. Strong-willed that don't give up. That can do that. 
If you are not strong with and don't give up, you throw in the towel at this particular point. At this point here, you are going to throw in the towel. And once you throw in the towel here, you go again and start. So you start again here, and here maybe you spent maybe you spend three years. You start again, get here again. You come here, spend another four years, and when we see at the end of it, nothing. Why? Because no, you didn't recognize teachers. All right, you didn't recognize the role of teachers within your life. So it's so important that you pray and cry unto God. Send in. Send in people. Send in books. I have the title deed. I need the connection and it will come through bands and joints. Let's just spend now about two minutes praying. Let's start asking God. Start praying in the Spirit. Father, send in Makashabadi and Kelebe Sundai. Send in teachers, Mangre to Sangre Tikiya. I call forth teachers into the lives of these people. I call forth teachers into the lives of these people. Begin to pray, asking God for teachers. Begin to pray, asking him for books that will be relevant to what is going on at this present time within your life. That you no longer just go round over and round that mountain. That stagnancy, adversity be broken by instruction and by information and through discovery. Makida, jendri kene mokonde kida apalishita ka hende sekini angroto sunu mekenda ajekrite nangroto sumbikandi akratabo ejakani angrofunkataba batu mekranda sheke engreto sunda kinyanda batako debi ejangrata sabada pokada. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We break the hold of stagnancy, failure, and frustration over the lives of anybody under the sound of my voice experiencing this. By releasing into their lives teachers' books that with the mandates they have received from heaven in the light of your word shall they see light in those things. And they will hear a word behind saying, this is the way to go, walk ye in it, in the name of of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. First of all, let me thank you for giving us the opportunity to come into your private space to minister God's word unto you. Uh, before we do that, we'll just take a time out to say a word of prayer and then we'll start the session in God's word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you 
that in answer to prayer you have given us a definite supply of your spirit for this particular service and for the administration of your word i therefore ask by that same spirit that as i open up my lips you grant utterance i speak as your oracle your word goes forth unhindered by any demonic influence and establishes our hearts in the light and the grace of our lord jesus christ that your thoughts for us this hour may be made manifest within our lives in jesus name amen all right thank you um we'll be going into the word of god i want to share on something that i consider to be um uh, very important and we'll see it from god's word and we're talking about um what moves us from a place of um theoretical knowledge of god's word to a place where we practically experience it in other words the word being made flesh from having a revelation of God's word and having insight into the written word of God and then taking practical possession of it. From promise, all right, just the promise, to reality. From positional truth to experiences within the condition of our lives. It has always been said that a revival has always occurred in order for God to bridge the gap between theology and experience. In other words, he brings more revelation, more power into the earth to bring, bridge that gap. So there is a continuous progressive revelation as to how what we know to be true in scriptures will be made realized and potent within our lives. I want to continue this discourse right today and this particular service. And I'm going to look first of all at Colossians chapter 2 and verse 19 in starting this topic. And what does it say in Colossians 2 19? It says, I'm not holding the head, that's Jesus, from whom all the body from which all the body so not holding the head that's christ from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered so by joints and bands nourishment is ministered from the head and the knit together increaseth with the increase of god so not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered increaseth with the increase of god now the point we're bringing out is this that when we put our trust in jesus which is rightly so as the source of every good thing that is coming into our lives we must understand divine protocol if we are going to receive what do we mean by divine protocol the method through which god is going to administer that blessing or the method or the channels through which the answers to our prayers are going to reach us you know in american football you have what is called the receiver and then you have the quarterback who literally is the thrower and the quarterback 
throws it to a particular place and the receiver must run into that space in order to catch it. So God becomes the thrower, all right, or the giver, and we on the earth are receivers. And we have to run into the spaces that God has ordained because that's where he's throwing uh, the answers into, the blessings into, in order for us to be able to receive it within our lives. And he has said here, the nourishment will be ministered through joints and bands. So we must be very alert and conscious of what joints and bands are. And these joints here are connections inside his body. Uh, the joints, the coming together of two parts. There. Uh, a relationship is what he's talking about. Bands. All right. A team. All right. A network there. He says he will minister it through joints and bands. He says that's how, and that is how we are knit together. Once we understand that, unity comes that way. And he says we increase with the increase of God upon the earth. So I want to speak about how this actually occurs and how we position ourselves rightly for this. Because it's coming through joints and bands. I mean, I'll give two examples here. I mean, Paul, when he got saved, let's look at what happened. How was that particular salvation administered unto Paul from the Lord Jesus Christ? We know that he had what we call a Damascus experience, which was God in his sovereignty, in a spectacular way, showed himself directly to Paul, uh, where he was called Saul then, and entered into a conversation with him. But even with that, there was still, all right, complete obedience to this pattern and this structure that we're speaking about. So we look at it in Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Now we see that in verse 3, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell down to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Now, this was Paul now. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Please, Note what he's saying. I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. This is not an angel. I am Jesus. No angel can come and say, I'm Jesus. I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is a hard thing for thee to kick against the pricks. The pricks were, were like, uh, what we call it like a weapon or tool that shepherds used to use back then. And it had pointed, it, right, it was pointed at the edge very sharp. And they used to use it to protect and to defend the sheep. And so if you started kicking into it, it's like kicking into a spear. And it was saying it's a hard thing for you to do that. All right? And here was talking about somebody not just imagine grievance against God's people, but it was actually talking about somebody who was going about killing disciples. And he said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Now, this is Jesus Christ himself telling Paul, him asking Jesus, 
what must I do for the reason why you appeared unto me as a bright light? What must I do to obtain the salvation? Why didn't Jesus does directly tell him? Jesus said, go into this city and it shall be told you what thou ought to do. I mean, uh, uh, Jesus at a point was, was, and, and, and let's understand, well, Jesus at the point was going to multiply loaves. Uh, and people, there was, he, he wanted to feed the multitude. The Bible says Jesus knew exactly what he was going to do. He knew what he was going to do. In other words, the vision for it to be translated into a reality, you must know what to do. So it's just like a person, this is what we're talking about, decides, I want an entire community, all the children, all right, to have good education, but all I have is 100,000 naira. How am I going to transform this entire community? And Jesus says, I know exactly what to do with the 100,000 that will come back here in two years. And all these thousands of children will be having an education. He said, what are you talking about? He said, he knew exactly what to do. So here Paul said, what will I do? Jesus said, somebody is going to come to tell you this. Look at Acts chapter, chapter 10 here. Colonius. He was in a time where he was praying and fasting, an angel appeared to him. And in verse 3, it says, And in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour, the angel of the Lord coming unto him, saying, Cornelius. And then he says, And when he had looked at him, he said, What is it, Lord? And the angel answered, Thy prayers and thy arms have come as a memorial unto God. Now what did that angel say? The angel said unto him, All right? Now send men to Joppa. And he says this, Call for one Simon, whose son name is Peter, who lodgeth with one Simon Etana, whose house is by the seaside. So he told him who he should go to, who he should send for, where he was, and he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Why didn't the angel just tell Peter? It says, send for one. And that's why if we are going to be successful in life and fulfill everything that God intends for us, it's going to take meekness. Meekness doesn't mean bow, your head is all bowed down and you know, you're walking that way and your voice is soft and you, know, you don't speak up and you don't make eye contact with anybody and you know, you're talking and say, oh, he's a very humble person. That dude can be a crook and doing that. That's not what meekness is. Meekness is to have a teachable spirit. Meekness means this person has a teachable spirit. They, they, they understand that their whole journey in this life it's an education that they're going through. They understand the power of discovery. They know that discovery there is going to be one of the most important things that wisdom, above all things, that is the greatest treasure on this earth. Second to it is understanding. So they have that teachable, their disposition is that they have eyes that see and ears that hear. Because they are searching to absorb what they don't know. To decode the next steps 
within their lives. They are in that perpetual learning state. So he tells us, he told them to send for him and he will tell you what thou ought to do. Now, without having these people and without availing yourself, as Jesus is bringing the nourishment, without availing yourself these connections on the earth, through which knowledge will be transferred, through which there will be a transference of wisdom, the outcome is going to be one failure. All right, two, frustration. Three, stagnancy. In other words, you will get frustrated, you will fail, and there will be stagnancy. Or there will be stagnancy in what you're doing. And what's going to happen is you won't have done several projects and given them up when they got difficult. So, almost cultivated the habit of starting and not being able to finish because you hit the spot where you needed joints and bands to come into your space to take you up. But because, either out of ignorance or pride, then you will blame the environment. And once you start blaming the environment, and not a lack of wisdom or understanding on your own part that begins to lay a foundation for failure what are we saying here if we go to I, I, um, the book of, of, of Isaiah chapter 30 it says alright from verse 15 it tells us, For thus hear the Lord, in returning and in rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. But God says they didn't. They refused. I mean, I talked about it. But you said, No, we will flee upon horses. Therefore shall you flee. So God says, Instead of you returning and resting, what you have done is to believe, all right, that, look, we're just going to hustle. He's saying there is a need for counsel and understanding. But you don't see the need for that. And you just believe that it's him that runneth or him that willeth and you are hustling. And he says, no, we'll flee upon the office, therefore shall you flee. And will ride upon the swift, therefore shall they pursue be swift. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one. That, that's going to be the experience. And at the rebuke of five shall you flee, till you be left as a beacon on the top of a mountain, as an ensign on a hill, all alone, discouraged, lonely, and given up. Now he says, what produced that? Instead of returning and resting, and entering into rest, where there's quietness and confidence that comes as a result of something. So he says, therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. Because it's not of him that runneth, of, but of God that showeth mercy. Uh, and his mercy there means he gives you understanding. He gives you the commandments. That's what that mercy seat. When you came in prayer, 
and you came and the glory cloud descended, the message said you are to receive commandments and instructions concerning the things that you are praying about. So he comes here and says, The Lord will wait that he may be gracious unto thee. Therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy upon thee. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are they that wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. And he will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry when he will hear it. He will answer thee. Now what's the cry? And though the Lord give the bread of adversity, although you have experienced, he allowed the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, you've been going through the bread of adversity, eating of that, drinking of the water of affliction, he says, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. What's this scripture saying? People who you are eating the bread of adversity, you are struggling, you are drinking the water of affliction, and things are not going right, experiencing stagnancy and all of that. He says the problem is your teachers are hidden in a corner. Your teachers, all right, those that have that information that will tell you what you ought to do. Your Simons are hidden still in Simon's house all right still hidden there those who are going to come in and give you instruction that the scales might drop off your eyes as it dropped off the eyes of paul those people are still in a corner they are hidden you haven't you haven't you know you haven't prayed and brought them out so you've got to understand this prayer is to bring out my teachers this prayer is to bring out the books into my own life. Look, you can trace every legit successful person in the world of entrepreneurship to a turnaround that came from one or two books. Let me repeat that. There is one book that they have, even in ministry. One or two books that they read, that they keep reading those books through the years as they read others. But the turnaround, what changed their um, perception, changed their attitude, changed something, their belief system, they read something. So teachers are also contained in books. They are hidden in the corners. Most of the teaching you'll get will come from books because you a seeker will get to it. It says your teachers all right, shall no longer be hidden in a corner, but your eyes shall see your teachers, and your ears shall hear a word behind this saying, This is the way to go, walk ye in it. So he speaks about your teachers, and it goes on and says, Then will he give the rain of thy seed, because you were taught. And as you started implementing what you were taught, the total change came. I mean, it's a gentleman I read of, all right, just this morning. And this gentleman um, um, was speaking about, he, he's a um, chiropractor. And, and that's not, it's not, it's not exactly a physiotherapist, but they deal with back pain and all of that, help people with that. 
And so he had started this his business and he had tried all right to get clients and he had I think he went on a, and did an email blast sent emails to thousands of people maybe almost 20,000 people you know and told them what he did and all of that he got one response and spent money on it and so he was frustrated then he met with his teacher and that one told him, he said, so what's the problem? He says, well, you know, I, I want, I, I put out meals and I'm frustrated. Nobody responded. I mean, I'm supposed to market my product. I marketed it the way he said. And that one told him, he said, look, marketing is about communication. And this is about knowing who your audience is. You know who your clients are. People that have intense back pain. So we've identified that. Knowing where they are so that you can reach them with the right information where they are. So he told him. Most of the people that have this intense back pain that you deal with, can they get a good night's sleep? He said, no. Most of them tell him that they struggle, they are awake. All right, and this was, maybe this book was written about 15 years ago. They are awake, you know, and, and they struggle with it, they can't sleep. He said, all right, so if they cannot sleep, if they cannot sleep, then what you need to understand is they probably are awake and so, if you put your ads on television, because when people are awake that way, then they go and watch the television. If you put your ads on television, add this 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., you will reach your ideal client. He did it. In one week, about 150 people had communicated with the office and a substantial percentage had engaged with them. So, somebody came and taught him and showed him what to do in that particular situation thank you for listening to today's podcast to listen to the full message or any other message please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org for any inquiries please call 0818 600 0082 god bless you